for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Hope everybody else is having a great day out there. It is uh, it is starting to cool off here in Texas, as uh, Emma, our guest today, Emma Caroline, um, we're just talking. It's cooling off, but it's kind of a little bit of a uh, misleading thing going on because it's going to heat right back up next week, so... But anyways, I hope you guys are enjoying your day and have had a great week. And uh, thank you. I just want to take this moment to thank everybody for all their support as we've continued to try and grow our community here on Twitch. And, uh, you know, we're trying to bring all the people over from Facebook and whatnot. But really appreciate all the support we've had and all that fun stuff. But enough j- jabbering from me. Let's bring in our guest. We have Emma Caroline uh, from ne- based out of Nashville, but you're from Tuscaloosa. I picked that up really quickly on your um, audition tape that, or the uh, audition on The Voice. Really glad to have you on the podcast. Really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit. Um, for anybody that's just kind of getting to meet you for the first time, kind of take this opportunity to introduce yourself, give a little bit of a background on who you are, kind of like a comic book origin story, if you're familiar okay. with that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm Emma Carolyn. Like you said, I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, I live in Nashville currently. I have for almost five years now. Singer, songwriter. I love a lot of types of music, but I would say country, folk is kind of um, my focus. I grew up singing in church, um, and that's like really special to me, um, which kind of led me to start recording because my first release was a worship EP and then moving to Nashville just focus more on like country um yeah I in my spare time I love to uh read and spend time with my family I go home a lot um that's important to me and yeah awesome awesome well uh so who or how did you originally get introduced to music who was like the the catalyst to getting you introduced to music uh, just like in general, not necessarily the idea of performing, but just in general, who is the catalyst of introducing you to music? Um, yeah, so, well, my dad is, he can, he has not a music bone in his body. He cannot um, like dance or like hold a tune or anything, but he listens to like really great music. And so I grew up like listening to the music that he would listen to. And like, we still share music like back and forth um, today, but my uncles on both sides um, sing. So two of my uncles were in a bluegrass band growing up. And nice. then my other uncle was in um, a cover band growing up. So at family functions, there was always like a guitar or like someone singing. So I guess it just like came that way. Awesome. Definitely not for my parents. <laughs> hey, it, it's kind of funny how, how that just kind of happens to always work out. It's very rare that a musician has musical parents like sometimes it happens but you know every it seems like it's a little bit more common for musicians to not have musical parents so i know like i don't really know exactly where it came from but it came from somewhere gotcha and uh so when you started 
is that kind of where you started playing music is when you were at like family functions the the guitar would be sitting there and you how, how did you kind of start playing music Yeah, I would say that way, but also just being involved in church. Um, Mm. I grew up singing like as a kid, like at church performances and um, like I was in a chapel band at my school. So um, really, I'd say like first starting music was really worship for me and just being in the church and being around that. But definitely um, also just like being around at family functions and people singing. But I also would say just from the music that my dad introduced me to, like I would just like felt that music and I would just start singing to it and I just loved it. And ever since I was just like a little kid, I've just loved music. And that's what my parents have always told me is that's always, I've always been singing and walking in the room, singing and singing more than I'm talking. And, you know, yeah, gotcha. That's cool. You know, um, and then at the at that time, I'm assuming you're kind of doing more cover stuff or singing other people's music. Uh, where did you kind of start finding your uh, ability to write music or find your creative outlet in that lane? Um, I'd say more so in high school when I really started going through different things. Um, I was, uh, you know, bullied some in, in high school and, and my parents, you know, went through their their stuff and so just like through my experiences I felt like writing was the only way to truly like get it out for me and like releasing a song and singing that song is such a release for me to get it out and it's like the only way I can get things off my chest and feel like I'm in the healing process is to write about it and sing about it and I'd say that's just like what my goal is for my music is like to sing people through their like good and bad times because I definitely had artists that just their music during certain times of my life was just like healing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. There's, th- those are always really interesting stories when uh, musicians have those, I, I, when musicians have those musicians from their childhood that just kind of, they were able to relate to. Yeah. So w- when, you, when you were kind of going through who are some of those musicians? Let, I'm going to just answer, ask that question straight yeah. out. Who are some of those musicians that you were listening to at that point in your life? Um, well, my mom, um, I grew up on Fleetwood Mac, so I feel like I get a lot of like stuff from her. And then I love Brandi Carlisle. She's kind of like a rock, folky singer. Um, so a lot of that. And also, like I just love like a lot of random songs. Hmm. So, you know, there's not – I have particular artists that like I love, but – I just remember like as a kid, like being like, I like this song from this artist and this song from this artist and this, you know, it's like uh, just a modge mm. of like yeah. stuff all over the board. Yeah. It was uh, building a Spotify playlist before Spotify was exactly. even really a thing. I, hey, I was, I burned CDs and all that. Yeah. So I did that before Spotify. I'd always have like a burn CD in my car. Yeah. That was the, my favorite part of like, more high school because I didn't do a lot of the CD burning when I was in high school just because I didn't have a fancy enough computer to do a CD, yeah. like CD burning but just doing like tape like mixtapes old school mixtapes yeah. I'd saved up money to buy a uh, like a, a CD changer like a five disc CD changer that you could get at like Target or something for a yeah. hundred bucks or whatever it was and then I would just take like these CDs that I would buy and just build mixtapes off of a cassette tape player. Yeah. And that that was just kind of a weird labor of love. 
I loved it. And like me and my friends would like swap mixtapes. So like mm. we would like, this is what I'm listening to right now. So it was, I liked doing that. I wish we did that more. I guess you can make a playlist for people now, but I guess it's not as mm. common. It It's not it like, yes, you can, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's not like sitting there for three hours building out the perfect mixtape because you had to listen yeah. to every song. Or even in like even doing CDs, that was still a pretty intensive process. Definitely, there's so. a lot of love in those CDs for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so growing up in Tuscaloosa, what's the um, music scene kind of like in Tuscaloosa? Oh gosh, I feel like you know it's a college town, so there's definitely mm. their fair share of cover bands. But moving to Nashville was the most amazing thing coming and being with so many people that love to do what I love to do, which is not only singing, but writing music. I feel like when I was in Tuscaloosa, it was hard to find people to write with. I mean, no one really wrote music there. I was lucky to have like one friend in high school who was super passionate about music. But besides that, it was, you know, people just weren't as focused on it there. So that's why like, I just knew from like a young age, I wanted to move to Nashville. I mean, I've, I've wanted to move here since I was little and it's lived up to everything just because I am surrounded by so much talent and people wanting to do the exact same thing as me. Like the passion is like crazy. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been in Nashville at this point? Almost, almost five years. Okay. Nice. Yep. So, it's a five year town. So maybe I'm, maybe it's working for me soon. <laughs> yeah. It, it's one of those things where I, I interview or I have a lot of musicians from Nashville on and most of them move there I, as I'm sure you could attest to, most of them move there from out of town. And, you know, every time I talk to people that move there, they just give me these stories about why I need to be there. And it's like, I know yeah. I, it, it's, it's the right place. I understand this, but definitely I'm, is. I'm not just going to move there. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> seems like you get a lot of traction, like with, with musicians. So I, I think it's working for you. Maybe you don't need to move to Nashville. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I yeah, but no, Nashville is such a cool town, and I I understand the appeal, and um, you know, especially for a musician, a musician and a country musician, just kind of Nashville has that mass appeal, and even like nowadays, just kind of some of the musicians I bring on, it's not all country musicians anymore. Like right. they still very much have that stick, or not a, that that stigma of being a country music town and that's not accurate anymore so no. it's yeah. there's so much music here and and i say like i'm a country you know singers like folky but like i'm like i feel like i'm everything and i've always said like i don't want to be put in a box because mm -hmm. i love so much music and so many different types what i'm passionate about is just like the words and like how it makes someone feel mm -hmm. so that is like you know rock and roll like I'll, blues like i'll do that like it doesn't matter if i believe in the song and the words then like mm. that's all i need you know but you're mm. right there's so much music in nashville i mean the pop scene's getting super big yeah. here um so it's cool there's there's just a lot of different like inspiration to draw from um in this town so yeah absolutely so you, you've been in nashville for about five years and just from like everything that i can gather you're life has been really good in Nashville. Like just listening to a lot of the music, seeing a lot of the, uh, you were on the voice, uh, 20, was it 2020 or 2021? 2020 and 2021. So it was like, 
I started in October and I think we ended in like March. Gotcha. So, okay. Um, right in the thick of COVID. So yeah. it was tested every other day, like went through all that, you know. Yeah. Is that, was the voice something that you had always wanted to do? Was it something that you just did because of Nashville? How, how did, let's kind of jump into that for a little bit. Yeah, so before I moved to Nashville, I, I auditioned and I, I made it to like the callback where they fly you out to LA. And um, before that, I just hadn't had much experience with like performance. I had definitely been on stage, like leading worship and stuff like that. But when it came to like performance, I, had, I didn't have a lot of experience. So mm. when I auditioned like years before I got on, I definitely think I was at a point that I was ready, um, which was hard because in that moment I couldn't see that. But now looking back, um, it makes a lot of sense, but so I, I didn't make it when I first auditioned and then I moved to Nashville, got a lot of experience under my belt and mm-hmm. had someone reach out to me online, like a little, a talent scout or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I, I don't have anything to lose. Why not just try it? And like COVID was going on and you know, the world was shut down. So we weren't really able to perform anyway. So I was like, mm-hmm. the least I'll get to like do music and that's amazing. So yeah, it just, what the timing was right that time. And, uh, I'm, I have no regrets. I had the best experience. And had you watched the voice when you were growing or like when it was, when it was first coming up, it's hard to believe that the voice has been around for over 10 years. I know. I know. I was season 20. So that's like crazy that they've had that many seasons. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely grew up I, I grew up watching all those shows, you know, mm. American Idol, America's Got Talent, The Voice. Yeah. I just like The Voice because it it's more of a learning experience, and I'm always like looking to like get better at what I do. So yeah, um, and and that happened for me for sure. Yeah, the the Voice was always cool. Like we when I was in college, season two, we had just moved into like a or a duplex situation of me and a bunch of my buddies, and season two was getting ready to wrap and one guy was like hey you guys got to watch this show it's awesome and we wa- i think it was like the season finale of season two and we started betting on who was gonna win oh yeah and it was one of those things where then like the super bowl came around and season three kicked off and we're like all right we're doing bigger bets this time and it just kind of became this thing that we did where we would just start betting on who we thought was going to win and yeah, yeah then and now they they have like an app now where you can mm. like build your own team and everything so you can get really really like interactive with it which is yeah. super fun yeah so you were on season 20 yeah. um kind of can you kind of walk us through the uh what your audition process was like and like once you not audition process, but like once you got on TV, you did the, that audition and then you kind of made it or you made it through the battles and then the knockouts. Am I? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I made it to the first or I was in the four way knockout. So I made it to yeah. the first live shows. What people don't know is like the audition process before you get on TV is mm. a lot. Mm. Um, so we, we've already been through like three or four rounds of auditions. Yeah. It feels like in questions and like this and that and the other. Um, but yeah, so they fly you out and like you have your first audition and you, they definitely prepare you for it. So, you know, they're, they're help, they're coaching you through not like the coaches, but mm. the behind the scenes people are coaching you through your song and how you can be better at it. So you definitely, by the time you're, you step on that stage, you feel ready. And mm. like, if you're not like, 
it's so ingrained in your mind from doing it so much that your body will just do it from muscle memory. Yeah. Because when I stepped on the stage and auditioned, like I don't remember a thing because I was so nervous, but yeah. my body like knew what it was doing because I had practiced like 372 times. And so I just did it. And yeah, so made it Blake and Kelly turned to pick Blake team Blake. Um, and then, yeah, you just kind of hit the ground running and you, you go into battles and my battle partner ended up winning the whole season. And mm -hmm. he's like one of my like closest friends from yeah. our season. He's great. Um, we just did a show in Iowa together, which was fun. Um, nice. And then to the knockouts because I got saved by Blake. And um, yeah, and then America votes for the knockout. So made it to the first live show. Didn't um, get picked for the knockout, but that's okay because I got to make it for one live show and be with everyone, which was amazing. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I was looking uh, We back beginning of the pandemic, right before season 20, um, we had uh, Andrew Marshall on yeah. the on the podcast. Like back, he was like, I mean, he it was only a, like six nine months later, but he was really really young. It was a really interesting conversation. And then I he, went. Um, what's he, he, he lives like literally. I could I could walk to his house. Yeah, and he um, he played guitar for me last week. So oh nice yeah nice that's cool. It it's just kind of getting to that point now where it's like oh, I'm starting to see the connective tissue with a lot of the musicians that we work with. It just, yeah. it, it's always been one of those, I've always liked that community where it's like somebody comes in and it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, I know. So, you know, and it's yeah. just. Well, the music world really is like so much smaller than you think. I mean, mm -hmm. I always meet people who are like, wait, you know, this person and this person, and this person. I'm like, yeah. And the voice just like multiplied that. Yeah. Now I feel like I just know so many people, which is great because after our season on the voice, I feel like I gained so many friends and so many of them mm -hmm. live in Nashville, just like Andrew. Mm -hmm. um, and so I get to see them often, which is great. I, yeah. I gained so much, you know, I, like, I learned so much, but I also gained like the best friendships. Yeah, for sure. It's that's good. Like that's just good in general. Good practice. Um, it, so before uh, we started doing the podcast, I was going through the uh, the various YouTube videos of your through the through your journey on The Voice, and one of the judges. I don't remember exactly who it was. Now maybe it was Nick Jonas or John Legend. I think it was one of them too. They had kind of pointed out that it seemed like you were lacking confidence in your music and how you were performing. I think this was the battle rounds. Did, yeah. Was that something that you struggled with early on in your career as far as like lacking confidence or was it just the moment that you were just kind of nervous in the moment? Yeah, okay, so uh, what a lot of people don't know is like, first of all, it's just, you're overstimulated. There are mm. cameras like running around you and you're like, what is going on? And you're in this outfit that, you yeah. know, you're all dolled up and you get one shot to, to get it. And if you mm. mess up, it's on television for like however mil many million yeah. people. And so, yeah, I definitely got in my head a lot. Yeah. And that was my biggest struggle of this season mm. was just like wanting my voice to sound good, wanting my face to look okay, making sure my dress fits right walking this way not, not tripping in the shoes i'm wearing like the cameraman's running around me yeah. so it was just 
it was a lot and it was it's hard not to get in your head when it's broadcasted for that many people um but i think i got so in my head after they said that that i couldn't even focus on you know like what i came there for which was mm. singing Mm-hmm. And so then I think that just kind of messed me up. And since, you know, watching the season, I hate, I don't like to watch it just because yeah. I feel like I've, I've grown so much after the show. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I've grown so much that it's hard for me to watch. But I think, you know, I put so much weight experience. And then when, when you're outside, it breathed a little, you're probably fine. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I just put a lot of pressure on myself, which, I just do, you know? Yeah, I got you. It, you know, and putting pressure on yourself, like, it's, it has its uh, unfortunate side effects, but it, it kind of sees, it kind of, for me, it always shows me what I'm made of. Like, just the ability to persevere, or just kind of push through and get it, get through it. Like, you made it through, or to the knockouts, you made it to a live show. Like, that's amazing. There's probably hundreds, well, not probably, there's hundreds of musicians from that season that wish they could even made it on the show, period, and you were able to make it to a live show. Just kind of going through that whole process of the audition and just being able to persevere, I think that's a really cool thing. And um, as far as, like, experiences taken away, was there any advice or anything that any of the coaches gave you that uh, just kind of stuck with you? Yeah, I remember Blake said to me at one point, he was like, you're never going to be someone's backup singer, so stop acting like it. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, Like, it just affirmed for me, like, you know, like, you have what it takes. Now, like, do it. Like, stop being scared, getting in your head. And, And so, yeah, I mean, what I really got out of the whole season was just to have more confidence because I am where I'm supposed to be. And I, I do have what it takes. I just have to believe in myself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So kind of rolling out of the voice into just starting to, and at, after the voice, you started releasing your own music, correct? Or had you been releasing music and then you just kind of did a fresh restart after the voice? Um, I released a worship EP under Emma Warren, which is my last name. So mm-hmm. Emma Caroline was kind of like my, my name for the voice and kind of my artist name here in Nashville. So after the voice is when I released my first song under that name. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you, uh, after the voice, you kind of did a rebrand to have a fresh thing to coming out and, uh, you started releasing singles in 2021. Uh, you had live, which, uh, it's do you consider leave the pieces the kind of the the thing that's on the what is it on the voice like playlist or whatever is that considered a release for you or no um just because that's a cover and yeah i i did it i recorded it there so i like that it's there the people can listen to it but you know yeah because i was released yeah, I saw it on your uh, saw it on your like when your name comes up on Spotify and I like open up your profile or whatever, it's there. And so I didn't know if you like consider that a release or if it's just oh hey something that I did and yeah. So. Yeah, no, it was fun because the the night 
before our live show came on, um, our song or all of our songs released. So we all sat there and listened to them together, which was fun. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's cool that you like everybody from the live show got together and that's cool. That's really fun. That that's, that's just like bonding and just kind of putting the competition itself aside and just kind of bonding with each other as musicians. So, um, so after that you release lie and, um, is this, what's kind of the, before we jump into the new single that you released, uh, last, actually it's been about a month. I just looked at the calendar. Um, you, you started off with lie. Why did you choose that song to be kind of your first single out as Emma Caroline? Uh, well, so I actually wrote lie when I was on the voice, when I was in my hotel room and it was just the first song I've written so many songs, but I just felt like it was the first song that I was just super like proud of. And I just wanted Mm -hmm. so many people to hear it. And I felt like it was uh, something that people could relate to. And, um, yeah, I was just, I felt like it was like my sound and just really like was everything that I am as an artist. And I just loved the way that it sounded and, and what it was about. And I loved that I did write it on the voice and coming home from the voice, releasing something that, I had written there just felt right nice and it was there a music video for lie or is it just kind of the standalone single no i've actually never done a music video so maybe maybe next year maybe this year who knows gotcha gotcha and so then you released another single i don't need which was also during 2021 um but that back in August, you released Breakthrough, which is an amazing song. I've had a chance to listen to it several times as I've uh, been preparing for this podcast for the last couple of days. Um, I really enjoy it. It's an amazing song. What's the uh, what's the overall story of uh, Breakthrough? Yeah, this song is probably means the most to me. Um, I, when I first moved to Nashville, I just went through a very, very difficult um, situation and time and um it was one of those times in my life that I was just kind of like, why is this happening to me? How am I going to get through this? What is the good that could ever come out of this? Like I just wrong place, wrong time. Like what? I don't understand why me, you know? And I was just like, how do I make it out of this? And like through that, um, I was able to see like that, those circumstances, these hard things that we go through in life, are what like shapes us into who we are and what makes us ultimately stronger as a person. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get together with my producer and he was going through a pretty rough divorce. And, and we kind of wrote this song out of different places, but out of the same, like just heartache, yeah, like um, not heartache. Cause mine wasn't like a heartbreak or anything, but just, mm-hmm. we were just hurting and we just wrote it from that place. So I think people can kind of pin it on their there's certain circumstance, what it may be, and uh, hope, hopefully it's a hopeful song for people. Nice. And uh, how long have you been uh, kind of, I don't want, I hate saying the phrase sitting on the song because it just sounds like you don't yeah. want to release it, but how long have, has the song uh, been in the works? It's actually, so I released it this past August, but I recorded mm. it the August before. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And I just remember like, after the session just being like whoa like that felt so good um the producer just pushed me a lot and 
it was cool because we wrote the song, but then recording it, we were like, oh, let's add a key change. Let's add this. Like, let's do this here. You know, it was really fun. And, and um, you know, it took some time to get it right because he was in tech. He's in Texas. Um, mm. And he wanted to come here and we got some musicians to play on it here. And so it was just kind of a process. And then once it was done, the part that I hate the most, which is the cover art, yeah. I had to think of what I wanted to do for that. And, um, you know, then you have to, you got to push it to distribution and that takes a couple of weeks for it to get out. So it was a process. Yeah. It, you know, it's oh, like a lot of people think musicians, all they have to worry about is writing the song and recording it. But no, especially on the independent level, there's 800 other things that you have to think about even before recording the song. And then once you record the song, there's 800 more things that you have to worry about before releasing it. And, Especially yeah. like promoting these days because yeah. social media is so big. It's just like doing it independently and coming up with all those ideas and not like just annoying the heck out of people. Mm. It's like, you know, it can be difficult. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely so much more than people realize, like releasing a song. It's a lot of work on the musician, not, you know, more than people I think realize. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a whole process. Um, as like kind of going into the studio to record Breakthrough, you'd mentioned that the your producer was, is based out of Texas. Uh, where is it based out of like Dallas or more East Texas? Um, Houston. Houston, okay. Yeah. Um, and that he wanted to come to Nashville to record with you. What's a typical recording session like for you? Do you, yeah, what's a typical recording session like? So that one, we, we recorded vocals and piano in, in Texas. And then after listening through it, like just a rough, you know, take, mm. um, we kind of talked about parts and like, do we want strings on this? Well, if we want strings on this, do we want it to be live streams or strings or, um, you know, is it fine to be on the computer? And like for this, we just wanted it to all be pretty live. And, and so, um, we, I got to sit in on the strings being recorded, which is really cool. And then I sat in on drums being recorded here in Nashville. And, um, but yeah, so a typical recording session though, you record the thing like, so many times and so many different parts so many times and then you have to layer it so you have to sing it again then you have to think about harmonies i mean it could take forever or yeah. you know if you're having a great day then like it doesn't take that long but it's just a lot of singing the same thing and by the end of it my voice was so tired that i don't know if you know the trick of musicians eating potato chips and it like the grease I... really helps like your throat and your vocal cords like it just kind of mm. like I don't know, um, but they went and got me potato chips and I was able to push that last part out. And I was like, you know, any excuse to eat a snack, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just an interesting little tidbit. I think I need to start eating more potato chips then, uh, especially with this, because like early on when I started, when I started doing the podcast early on, I struggled with like vocal strain because I, you know, I wasn't used to talking as much as I was like, especially in a podcast setting. And that's a neat little trick. I'll have to try that out. Grab your so. lace potato chips, plain. They'll help you. I'm telling you. I love I should, it. I, Breakthrough should be sponsored by Lay's. Yes. Yes. I would. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so, kind of now that it's been uh, Breakthrough's been out for about a month. W what's going through your mind? Where's your head at as far as like 
music goes? Are you already thinking about the next release or where are you kind of at? Definitely. Um, I have a couple songs that I'm super mm. excited to release. I've never released a, a fast song, so mm. I am ready. I have a song that's a little like sassy. It's called Salty. Um, mm. I've posted it several times, but um, I'm just excited to get that side out and um, that fun side and the little sassy side and have like more of like a an upbeat and show people that side of me and, and my voice and stuff. So already thinking about that. Nice. Is it something that's already recorded, been recorded, or no, going to be recorded? No, I'm laying down a demo for it uh, at the end of September. So okay, nice. Um, so obviously, the like the the your previous releases have all been singles. Are you looking at the prospect of doing a full album, or do you kind of like where the industry's at right now and staying in the singles lane? For now, I think I'm going to stay in the single in the singles lane. Um, I've thought about an EP and just releasing, you know, four songs at a time with like similar vibes. But I don't know. I don't want any of my songs to get lost in the in the shuffle if I release a lot at one time. Yeah, that's you know I've heard a lot of musicians talk in that um, manner of like releasing full bodies of work it like your music kind of gets lost and instead of spreading the wealth so to speak you're releasing everything at once and then three months later it's like oh hey we kind of want new music you know right exactly so, but you know and i think that's just kind of the algorithm that is spotify where it's like oh let's stay with the singles let's uh you know because we can keep you and it makes it look like you're doing you're releasing more frequently which technically you are you're just not releasing as much i guess is the best yeah, way to say it totally yeah and so. i think you're able to kind of build like excitement around one song and then mm. you know people play that song for a while and then when they get bored then you just like here's another one and here's yeah. another one. you know what i mean it's kind of fun yeah for sure um as far as like writing and just being being able to write how often do you write are you just kind of always writing or do you go through phases what's your kind of uh writing um i I try to write you know like with people and stuff probably twice three times a week just because i like to keep my brain you know keep it going and keep it fresh um, I'm all the time like, you know, I'll, I'll get my phone and like jot down like an idea um, or one will say something and I'm like, ooh, that's a good idea for a song. Um, so I feel like it's always going ahead lines and stuff. My voice memos, there are like so many of those. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so Breakthrough out now. It's up on uh, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Um outside of music though what's kind of your thing what do you do outside of music to relax to you know kind of escape from the pressures of everyday life um yeah so i love to work out and cook and i love to go on walks with my friends um i mentioned earlier but i love to read um which is kind of nerdy but i love it um, but if it if it involves being my friends or my family, I'm I'm there. For- no, that that's cool though. 
it, I don't know. I've started to realize that reading seems to be a very common thing amongst musicians. Like, I've, for whatever reason, I didn't think reading would be a common thread, but for whatever reason, now I'm just starting to realize that as I enter episode 500 and whatever it is of the podcast, that reading starting to become a common thread. It's just relaxing to me. It's fun to like dive into a story. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to keep you too much longer tonight. And with all the random technical issues we've been having, um, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I look forward to uh, talking with you more in the future about all the great music you got coming up in the, the coming months, years, you know, all the fun stuff. Uh, if you're anybody that's listening to us live, uh, make sure you check out Breakthrough. It'll be, if you're listening to us live on Twitch, uh, the breakthrough, the link to Breakthrough is in the comment thread. But if you're listening to us on the podcast feed, uh, Breakthrough will be in the com or in the description of the podcast. Yep, that's the word I was looking for. Um, but once again, Emma, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you want to continue to support Live and Amplified, please give us a follow or visit us at liveandamplified.net. You can find all our socials and all that fun stuff. Emma Caroline, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Uh, we will see you all on Sunday. Yes, Sunday morning.